BMVPD subscribers grew by 10% over the last year, while traditional pay TV fell by 13%. But the differences between them are narrowing, and by 2025, they will move as one. Listen on to learn why. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is January 25th. 2024. Well, it is January, and as usual, VMVPDs and traditional pay TV operators are raising their prices and raising them at rates faster than inflation. But the industries are headed in the opposite direction. Virtual MVPDs like Fubo and YouTube TV are growing, while cable, satellite, and telco TV operators are shrinking. But in today's podcast, I discuss why, by the end of 2025, the industries will move as one. But first, do you want to understand how to launch a fast channel? Then you need to join the next TVOT Connect live session on February 1st, that's a Thursday, at 11 a.m. Pacific. Why don't you join Tracy Swedlow of ITVT and me? And we will be talking with Mehmet Gunders, who's Senior Director of Streaming Strategy and Distribution at Content Aggregator Video Elephant. Mehmet has just launched a couple of channels, and he's going to share what he learned in that process in this TVOT Connect. And of course, these sessions are always your chance to be visible, be heard, learn, and network with your peers. Uh, and it is a live only session. You will not be able to watch this on demand. There really is no better way to supercharge your industry network. So why don't you point your browser at itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect. That's itvt.com forward slash tvot forward slash connect. There, you'll get lots more details. You can sign up for the live session and you can check out the benefits of becoming a TVOT Connect member. Now, back to the podcast. So I mentioned that lots of operators are raising their prices and uh, just this week, Fubo raised its prices. And boy, this service has been raising its prices a lot. Looking back to January of 2023, the company boosted the price of each of its three service tiers by $5 a month. But that wasn't enough. It also added a mandatory regional sports network fee of between $11 and $14, bringing the total increase to $16 to $19 a month. These price rises increased the average revenue per unit by $9 a month in 2023 to $84. Now, interestingly, this big increase in prices didn't deter people from sticking with it. The company actually added 200,000 subscribers in the first three quarters of 2023 to finish with 1.5 million. But Fubo is going back to the well again it will be increasing the price of all of its tiers by $5 a month next month in February and increasing the RSN fee by a dollar. So that's a total increase of $6 at least. 
uh, and I'm estimating that the total increase will boost average revenue per unit to about $90 a month shortly thereafter. Now, the company points to two reasons for the price increases. It says the addition of new content and the increases in the license fees programmers charge for their channels are the main reasons. But as we'll get to in a moment, I think it's mostly the programming fees that are driving the increases. And Fubo is not the only virtual MVPD to be cranking up prices. Disney has not been shy about raising prices for its direct-to-consumer services recently, and Hulu Plus Live is no exception. In December 2022, Disney raised the price of Hulu Plus Live by $5 a month to $75. Despite the sharp increase, the service saw a tiny 2% increase in subscribers over the next three quarters and finished with about 4.6 million subscribers. Now, Bob Iger, Disney's CEO, thinks Hulu Plus Live subscribers will stick around to pay even more. The service increased in price by $7 in December of 2023 to $77 a month. That's a 10% increase. And the company offered no reason for the price increase other than that they could. Uh, Speaking about Disney Plus pricing policy, but this certainly reflects exactly, I think, on Hulu Plus Live policy. Mr. Iger said in July 2023, we were pleasantly surprised that the loss of subs due to what was a substantial increase in pricing for the non-ad supported Disney Plus product was de minimis. It was some loss, but it was relatively small. That leads us to believe that we, in fact, have pricing elasticity and certainly the performance of Hulu Plus Live subscribers after that first increase, that definitely fits that de minimis change and certainly also suggests that there was price elasticity there. At least it did to uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. And of course, they were not the only virtual MVPDs to increase prices in 2023. YouTube TV increased prices $8 a month. That's a 12% increase back in March. Sling TV boosted entry-level plans by $5 a month. That's a 14% increase. And all of these double-digit increases are while inflation in 2023 was just 3% or so. So these are definitely big increases in prices. Now, virtual MVPDs are not the only ones that are increasing prices. Comcast, as usual, increased prices at the beginning of the year. And it has increased subscription fees substantially every year for the last five years. These increases have resulted in ARPU, and that's average revenue per unit, growing between 6 to 8% every year since 2020. Wow, that's a, that's a big increase. Uh, 2024 certainly looks to be no different. The company is boosting the prices of its TV service by $6 a month uh, this month, January. It's also adding up $4 a month to the broadcast fee and $1 a month for RSNs. Boy, so that means most people will face a $10 or $11 increase in the amount they're paying for their pay TV. But I've got to say, even though Comcast has raised prices significantly over the last seven years, 
VMVPDs have increased their subscriptions faster. So what has happened to the big savings people enjoyed by switching from a traditional pay TV operator to a VMVPD? In 2018, switching from Comcast TV to Fubo and Hulu Live could have saved a subscriber a lot of money. The average Comcast TV customer paid twice as much as the Fubo customer and Hulu Plus Live customers paid 38% less. So a Comcast video customer would have saved between $400 and $500 in 2018 by switching to Fubo or Hulu Plus Live. Uh, So they would have saved that over the course of 2018, the whole year. Things are pretty different now. Last year, the savings a viewer could make by switching to a virtual MVPD had halved. Fubo customers saved 25% over Comcast TV and Hulu Plus Live customers saved 18%. Comcast video customers would have saved, in other words, between 240 and 320. So that's almost half what they were saving back in 2018 by switching to Fubo or Hulu Plus Live TV. And over the next year or so, the price difference between VMVPDs and traditional pay TV will continue to narrow. And that won't stop until the only savings to be had by switching to a VMVPD will be the set-top box rental fee and local taxes and fees that cable needs to charge. So why do prices keep rising? The biggest cost faced by traditional pay TV and virtual MVPDs is programming license fees. And programmers like Disney, Warner Brothers Discovery and NBCU have not been shy about asking for big increases. Let's take a look at what has happened to Comcast video business over the period 2015 to 2022 to see what we're talking about. Well, back in 2015, average revenue per unit was about $81, $80.80 at Comcast. And $38.8 of that $80 went directly to pay for programming fees. Fast forward to 2022 and Comcast is now charging, was charging $105.40. That's up from $80.80 in 2015. So a big increase there. That's a 30% increase in ARPU that it, it got over that period. But get this, programming fees went up to $68.80. That's a 77% increase in programming fees over that period 2015 to 2022. So that's a dramatic decrease in the profitability and the profit margin of Comcast's video service. So there you have a great example of how Comcast has seen its video service become much less profitable over the last few years. And it has to be said As the biggest traditional pay TV provider, Comcast can negotiate a better deal than smaller players like the VMVPDs. They end up paying more for those channels. What's more, as the virtual MVPDs launched at bargain basement prices, 
they could not absorb price increases from the programmers. Comcast actually was absorbing some of those increases uh, during during that 2015 to 2020 two period to try and soften the blow for consumers they're not doing that today they're passing along all of those increases now to customers but virtual mvpds from the very beginning could not absorb these increases they weren't making any money at all when they first launched and so they were they had to pass these increases along directly to subscribers that's why we've seen youtube tv fubo and hulu plus live raise prices so quickly with regular five, seven, eight and more dollar raises. What does this mean? Well, it means a service like YouTube, which launched at $35 a month in 2017, now costs twice, more than twice as much. It costs $73 a month. So the difference in price between traditional pay TV and virtual MVPDs has narrowed significantly over the last five years. And the truth is that VMVPDs and cable TVs are actually the same business. They aren't different businesses at all. They are governed by the same dynamics and ultimately rise and fall together. Or should I say fall and fall together. In the short term, some of the people who leave traditional pay TV will subscribe to virtual MVPDs to save a little money. That will continue to happen in 2024. But when people cut the cord, many of them don't pick up a virtual MVPD. They go completely without a traditional bundle of channels. Between Q3 2022 and Q3 2023, nearly 3 million people subscribed to a virtual MVPD. Over the same period, 9 million people left their cable, satellite or telco TV providers. So that what that means is that 6 million homes decided that they, ca they could live without any bundle of traditional TV channels. As the cost difference continues to narrow between traditional pay TV and virtual MVPDs, fewer and fewer people will consider the savings enough to change. Worse still, VMVPD customers will begin to realize they simply don't need traditional linear TV at all. I mean, after all, we're seeing major sports now migrating to streaming. And they're really the best content now you find on streaming and very often you can only find on streaming. And as virtual MVPD customers spend less and less time with their service and more and more time with their streaming services, they too will realize that it's too expensive and they will leave. And as VMVPD pricing continues to increase faster than traditional pay TV, and I believe it will because of the negotiating power of companies like Comcast and Charter, by the end of 2025, there will be almost no material difference at all between having a VMVPD subscription and a traditional cable subscription, which is why I believe that the VMVPD industry will start to decline in 2025 and as i say by beyond that the two industries will be one and will move as one
Well, if you would like a transcript of this podcast, well, it's a rough transcript, uh, you should stop by the End Screen Media website uh, and under the Analysis tab and look for the, end, the latest End Screen Noise posting. And while you're there, if you haven't already, sign up for the End Screen Media newsletter. It's free and comes daily or weekly. And also, you should check out trackers while you're there. Trackers is my way of keeping track of the biggest biggest companies in our business, how their business is doing. You'll find trackers for Netflix, for Roku, Comcast, and many other industry-level pages, which will keep you up to date real quick with how the industry is changing. This has been Colin Dixon with Screen Media. I'll speak with you again next time. This podcast is the property of Endscreen Media, all rights reserved.